Good morning, sis. I hope you're having a wonderful day. I know without a shadow of doubt, I have something for you. You know how I know that? Because it's taken me two days to record, to write this, to record it, and to get it right. I thought I had it recorded just a few minutes ago, and I realized it was wrong again. So I'm really facing some resistance with this, but I know it's going to be something really good for you. I know it's going to help you. And this devotional is actually about resistance. The definition of resistance is the ability to not be affected by something, especially adversity. And another definition is it's strength training or resistance training designed to improve strength and endurance. You see, resistance isn't supposed to be comfortable. And it isn't supposed to be easy. You may have to rewrite and re-record something many times before you get it right. Resistance is meant to make you better. And it's meant to make you stronger. And right now, resistance in your life may look a lot like adversity, trouble, bondage, and maybe some consequences that you've caused. And how we look at adversity really has a lot to do with how we're going to react to it. Like um, maybe we're looking at it the wrong way. Are you whining? Are you reliving a defeat over and over? I know like when I make a mistake and when I'm living with a consequence, I whine over it. I, I relive over and over and over things I say and do that I feel are wrong. And a lot of times I blame others when things go wrong. I like, you know, do the, the blame game where you name someone else for your trouble. Are you doing everything but using it to be better? Like, are you name-blaming and whining and doing all of that but not using it as a lesson to learn from? Resistance will either build muscle or it's going to make you mush, right? It's either going to make you stronger or it's going to squash you. And the truth is, if you push back on resistance, if you push back and you allow yourself to learn the lesson, you're going to build muscle. But if you keep avoiding resistance, you're going to stay mushy. You're not going to have much muscle tone, right? Resistance is training. It's a lesson. And sometimes you have to keep taking that lesson or keep training until you learn from it. So right now, whatever's going on in your life, you thought this thing is that is hindering you or resisting your progress or this adversity was meant to kill you. Or you just thought it was maybe bad luck. And you keep asking God, why is this happening? Why can't I get ahead? Why aren't you opening doors, God? See, that's where we, we start blaming God. And then why is nothing changing? We whine and we blame God. 
But listen to me, and this is really important. You need to get this. Bad things were always going to happen to you because Satan hates you. It doesn't matter if you are a believer or not. Satan hates you. You have the fingerprints of God on your life, and you look like God. And because of that, he has had a plan from the beginning to destroy you. And what you're going through right now is all part of that plan. Bad things aren't God's fault. But he will use them to make you better. And when God uses resistance or trouble or adversity or a situation gone wrong to make you better, you better believe he's going to make you better every time. Joseph in Genesis was sold into slavery, thrown into a pit and sold into slavery by his brothers. And he ended up, God had an amazing plan for his life and he ended up becoming the ruler. And Joseph says in Genesis 50 verses 18 through 19, when his brothers finally come before him, he says to them, don't be afraid. Do I act for God? Don't you see? You planned evil against me, but God used those same plans for my good. As you see all around you right now, life for many people. Just like Joseph's brothers, the enemy thought he was getting rid of you. He had a plan to get rid of you from the beginning. He hates you and he's jealous of you. You were born human in God's image and he had a plan to destroy you because of that. So now what you may be experiencing is a full-on attack. And he thought he was getting rid of you. He thought he was silencing you. He thought he was ruining your reputation. He thought he was making you run and hide. He thought he was destroying your future. He thought he was stealing your birthright, your calling, your anointing, your dreams, your visions. He thought he had you. But more importantly... He wanted you to believe that. But what the enemy doesn't realize is that God loves you so much that he will use the enemy's plan. He will use what the enemy meant to kill you, to make you stronger, smarter, better, quicker, more powerful, more anointed, more threatening, more dangerous than the enemy ever imagined you could be. Because there is no greater witness, no greater person than a person who realizes that all of the trouble, all of the traps, all of the knockouts, the countdowns, the disappointments, the heartbreak, the falling down, the failing, the getting back up again, just to trip again, and the losing over and over over. It all makes you a better person when God takes it and uses it. You can boast of God. I was almost dead, but God. I had nothing left, but God. I was just about destroyed, 
but God. Everyone turned their backs on me, but God. I was a mess, and I had made a mess of everything, but God. If the devil can make you stop and whine, or question, or throw a pity party, and then make you the party pooper, and then leave you there to eat all of the cake and to gain all of the weight, his plan is working. But here's the good part, okay? This is amazing. God is everywhere with every one of us all the time. That is an um, an amazing advantage over the enemy. I mean, it's an amazing advantage over any enemy. You see, when you wake up, Satan is like, what can I do today to utterly destroy her? But God, <laughs> God, our amazing God, was already there with a plan in motion, with a way of, es- of escape. The devil thinks he's got you pinned up against the wall, but God is actually using that as a springboard, and he's going to catapult you forward into a new dimension, into a new thing, into a new anointing, into a A calling that was always there. The enemy cannot come up with a plan that God doesn't already have an escape. He doesn't have a lock that God doesn't have the key. There isn't a problem that he can't cause or that you don't allow to happen that doesn't have a solution. And I know you're asking because I asked, but what about the trouble that I cause because of my own sin? What about the trouble, the sin that I get myself involved in? Is God going to use that to make me better? Is he really going to use my mistakes, my trouble, my sin? Honey, God will let that all be your teacher. Every mess that your enemy and you make Those aren't too big or too ugly for God to use. His grace is sufficient. Your sin, your trouble, your mistakes, they cannot even begin to compare to God's grace. And while you may have to face a few consequences, never doubt that God will take all of it and turn it around for your good, for you and for someone else. And even those consequences that you're facing because of the mess you got yourself involved in, God will even take those and use them to make you stronger. I was struggling with this. I struggled with this for two days. I wrote this, I rewrote it, I recorded it, and I re-recorded it. And it's because the enemy didn't want you to hear it. I was struggling with this because when you mention sin, everyone starts questioning, does she know what she's talking about? Is God really going to use those plans to make you better? God is good. Is he really going to use that to make your life better? And I even questioned myself, do I know what I'm talking about? I don't want to lead people astray. And so I started looking in the scriptures and I asked God and he said, yes. And this is the answer. Joseph didn't sin. He was sold into slavery. He went to jail. He endured all of these hardships sinless. And in the end, he was saved. He became the ruler and he had all his needs met during a famine. 
He didn't sin, but his brothers did. And guess what? God saved them too. You see, your shame, your ugly sin, your guilt, your schemes, your plans, your dirty motives, your ugly actions toward others are not big enough to thwart God's plan for you. Don't forget the end of the story. It ended well for Joseph and his brothers. God is in the business of saving us all. And why? Because we have an enemy out there. And his one desire is to destroy us in our sins. He wants us to die in our sins. His plan is for us to sin. But God's plan is for us to be saved from that sin. God's plan cancels out the enemy's plan every time. Listen to this scripture in Genesis fifty eighteen. Then the brothers went in person to him, to Joseph. They threw themselves on the ground before him and said, We'll be your slaves. And I just have to throw this in here. See, the devil wants to take your birthright and make you a slave. He wants to get you to the point where you, you will beg to be a slave. But listen at Joseph's reply. He says, don't be afraid. Don't you see you planned evil against me? But God used those same plans for my good. As you see all around you now, life for many people. Easy now. You have nothing to fear. I'll take care of you and your children. He assured them, speaking heart to heart to them. In other words, he said to them, you don't have to grovel. You don't have to beg. You don't have to crawl in here on your hands and knees and and beg to be my slave. I'll take care of you. He reassured them. So right now, I don't know what role you're playing in your life, in your story. You may be Joseph. And you may be the brother's. I don't know what role you're playing, but I do know this. The devil planned a life of slavery, bondage, misery, pain, abandonment, loneliness, sorrow, questioning, loss, searching, wandering, poverty, hunger, and torment. But God had a plan from the beginning for your freedom, liberty, salvation, relief, adoption, friendship, joy, reassurance, inheritance, homecoming, provision, peace, and rest. All I know is when God takes Satan's plans, adversity that was meant to kill you becomes God's strength training to make you stronger. Use those troubles as resistance training. Push back. Build your faith muscles. It's going to take prayer. It's going to take training. It's going to take more prayer. Lots of time with God. Studying His Word. You are in the fight for your life. And you want the title. You want to win this. You are in the fight for your life. So you've got to train for your life. If you do nothing you lose. If you train, you can fight. And when you learn to push back, you will resist the devil and he will flee from you. No punch he can throw will take you down. 
God is the one spotting you. The weight seems heavy. The adversity seems so strong and it's pushing so strong, but God is spotting you. He's got you. He's not going to let it crush you. He's going to push, help you push it back. You're getting stronger. You're building the muscles. You're building character. You're building faith. You're building stamina. You're winning and getting stronger. When God takes the enemy's plan from him and you start training with God, when you start using adversity to train you, to make you better, to make you stronger, Every time, sister, you're going to win. You are winning. When God takes the enemy's plan from him and you start training with God, you win.